Hi everyone, and welcome back to Everybody's Story. I'm your host, Emily Mikus, and today we have a very special guest interview with Rachel Scheel. Rachel is a dancer, teacher, choreographer, and just all around amazing human being. We had a great time chatting, and in this episode, we cover everything from her struggles and her journey with her body image, dealing with expectations from others, especially as a dancer, mental health, meditation, and her overall outlook on life. So thanks for joining us, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So I'm here with Rachel Scheel, and she is here live and in person in the home studio. Uh, Welcome, Rachel. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, And Rachel's a great friend, and I'm really excited to hear everything she has to say. Um, I think she's a really deep thinker and Mm. thinks a lot about these things and is just a really kind of thoughtful person in general. So I'm excited to listen to her. Um, I hope you all are too. So I think we could just start by just talking about your, I guess your body's story and kind Mm. of, you know, when you're a kid, generally you're not really thinking much about your body. Maybe some people are. Um, Mm. But kind of when you noticed it or had Mm. feelings about it or Mm. kind of what your body image was like growing up. Mm. Oh, great question. Yeah, I think a lot about this stuff now. Um, because I think my body's been through a lot that I didn't realize it's been going through, and I'm only kind of it's only kind of coming up now. Okay. Um. Uh. But that's such a great question about like when you first even had thoughts about your body, because I I think I was very blessed growing up that I never I had a relatively if a relatively good if not great body image in the fact that I never thought about it Mm. I just would play and have fun and run around the place and wear dresses or wear shorts and I was actually a really girly girl uh, when I was small Mm. like Barbies pink everything I just (laughs) I was such a girly girl and then when I hit about 14 15 and puberty hit I became a real tomboy actually Mm. so I kind of took a left turn but when you when you ask me that question of like when is the first time you kind of it's actually much later in life or like I, I remember distinctly talking to my other teenage friends and when I was I think 14 or 15 maybe even 16 I didn't know what cellulite was I didn't know what that word meant right and my friends were talking about it and they were like I have so much cellulite in my thighs and blah 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 really and I had to ask what that was and they were so shocked that I didn't know what that was and I also didn't know what Louis Vuitton was, right? Because <laughs> they were talking about this bag that they'd got and they really wanted or something. It was Louis Vuitton. And mm. I was like, Who's Louis? what's Louis Vuitton? And I think right. so I, there was a part of me, I was extremely innocent growing up, but I think in a right. lovely way. Um, yeah. Maybe that moved into naivety over time. But um, I, I, I just grew up in the countryside uh, getting dirty in hedges <laughs> my right. whole, my whole yeah. life. And so I remember not knowing what cellulite was and then suddenly yeah. being told what that wa- told what that was and then checking it out of my own body and going, oh, this is bad. Right. Like, of course, I have it because every, almost everyone has it. Mm. And that's bad. And then suddenly I was like, are there other parts of my body right. that are bad? Yeah. And hearing it from my, my they were girlfriends, hearing it from that I was like, oh, should I be caring about this more? I do, I think I knew that I was a chubby child growing up. <laughs> I think I knew I had more fat on me than others, but I didn't really think about it as, a, I didn't think about it too much. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm slightly rounder 
than a, I was always I always had a lot of puppy fat, a lot of puppy fat when I was growing right. up. Right. But I don't I, this. I see. I could be looking back at the past with rose tinted glasses as well. Yeah. But I really don't remember having a lot of painful memories. Okay. About being bigger than other girls. Right. Our people. So you started dancing at what age then? At um nine. Okay. Um, for a couple of years, and that was hip hop. It was a local hip hop class. Right. And then I just got really lazy and stopped. And then I just didn't. I just didn't want to anymore. I didn't want to go to the classes and things. And then I stopped. Uh, for and and then someone came to our school when I was fifteen, and uh, mm. became obsessed. I just became obsessed. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. you started before. At right. Okay. I did about two that. years of hip hop and I was actually very good. Yeah. Uh, I got into the older class because I was bored in my age group. Right. So I had an affinity for it but I just didn't have a passion for it. I didn't get obsessed the same way I did when I was um, 15. Right. And so I started dancing really, really late. Really, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You, uh, people, are, when I went training everyone had started dancing when they were three and I started yeah. dancing when I was 15. Right. Like properly. So, yeah. And did, so that was, I mean, 15 is a pretty vulnerable, yeah. like, ah, time. Right. And so I was yeah. wondering, like, once you started dancing, were you then, like, thinking about your body in the perspective of, like, oh, I'm a dancer, I have to look a certain way? Or mm. were you more focused on just, this feels really good, I really like this? It feels really good. I was yeah. very lucky. I mean, I when I talk to other dancers about their whole journey with their bodies and stuff, it's very, di- it has been very different for me. Um, maybe because I started late. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah, maybe because I started late. So the body wasn't a thing for me until I started dancing. And then when I started dancing, it was so positive. It was such a positive, safe, free experience mm. that I was like, no matter, you can't say anything to me. This is the best thing I've ever done. You know, right. there's, there's no... Um, and and I and I had lovely dance teachers who never spoke to me about my body. They just saw saw how much I loved it and just didn't talk to me about like you need to look this way. Right. Actually, yeah, no, I, I really have to say that I had lovely dance teachers that didn't never talked about my body. Yeah. They were just like, do the thing that you like to do. Right. You know, and if you love it, just keep doing it. Right. Because I did not. I did not have the same body as the girls in my class. I'm a round person. I'm mm. quite a um, a curvy, very curvy woman mm. and a curvy teenager. And uh, I, I'm probably actually at some of my skinniest, whatever that means, like mm. now and fittest and kind of most comfortable in my body now. And I had a lot of, again, teenage puppy puberty fat and just wasn't mentioned. It wasn't said to me. It wasn't talked. It wasn't right. said to me, actually. And I'm only realizing this now after you asking me this question. I'm like, yeah, no, dude wasn't a thing and my body wasn't a thing until I went to college I think and started training and I started really noticing it's right. a little bit more prevalent there when you're trying to become a professional yeah and you're like oh okay. is it like the comparing game starts, yeah because I, I don't more. think I don't think the body was a big deal in I again I've had you see contemporary dance as well so that's my main training and hip-hop too are, are I would say quite body positive unless you're in hip-hop in a commercial sense I was interested in hip-hop as a foundational technique like a culture, a lifestyle, a history. Whereas if you go into the commercial world where you're trying to get, uh, like become a backing dancer for people, then your body is everything. It's actually about how you look and then second, how you dance. Now, obviously these people can dance really well, but you have to look a certain way. And I just didn't go down that route. And then contemporary dance is a very forgiving dance form. It's very open and and inclusive to all body types. You know? Right. So for me, then in college, what really happened was I just compared myself to other people. Do you know? And I noticed, like, and I I had a girl in my year who called me Big Bum Rachel. 
<laughs> and it was totally affectionate. Sure. But then you became very aware of like, because I have a very big bum. I have a very big bum. Yeah. It allows me to do, I'm a strong woman. Right. Like, uh, and I can move. I'm very, very strong. But it's, um, I genuinely, it was so much bigger than other girls in right. my course. And you could just tell in the mirror. You know, you're looking at the mirror all day and you're like, oh, good job. Okay. Yeah. I'm giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was wondering as well about kind of your home life growing up, because especially as a young woman, your mom has a lot of influence on you in general. Um, So I guess I'm wondering what your kind of influences were growing up at home. In terms of the body? Yeah. Or food, or thinking about yourself. I, I can only kind of talk about how I feel now, and, you know, those rose tinted glasses looking back and stuff like that, because I really... I. I had a, in terms of, it just the body didn't come up. Right, yeah. Which was amazing. Now that I'm talking about it now, I'm like, yeah, just, my mum, uh, uh, so my mum is French, and my dad is Irish, and both sides of the family have uh, really, they love cooking, and they love food, mm. and they love eating good food. So, you know, McDonald's was like a twice a year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was a treat, but it wasn't like a, a, an act, you know, a, a weekend activity kind of thing. And so... Um, I love food and I have never had an issue with food. Pro- Again, maybe because I started dancing later as well, I didn't think about how I should be eating throughout my teenage years and stuff um, in, a, in a kind of a weight loss kind of way. Um, I love food. I'm so lucky that I've never had... I mean, I've com- you comfort eat, you know, and I've done yeah. that and I had I've chocolate all the time and now I don't eat chocolate anymore, but... I never had a very emotional or negative relationship to food. I just adore mm. it. I think it's an amazing, like, I almost consider it an art form in itself. Like the way people eat food, the way people present food, the way people cook food. Mm. It's just a form of expression for some people. And then I don't really like cooking, but I cook a lot and I just love eating. So I'm like, yeah. I love all of this. So. And I think that I do, I do think that comes from having a French mother and that their food culture is incredible. And well, they ha- and they have a really bad weight loss culture as well, and like oh, well, looking a certain way in France, but right. that was never passed on to me. Um, I think my mum has her own body issues, but I don't feel like she passed them on to me, which is right. like well done, mother. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, to have sort of a neutral like yeah. household where it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not as talking in, like because I know you uh, uh, mothers don't do it intentionally either. They'll just talk about their own sure. body in front of their children, and then that gets passed on. But I don't remember until I was older. I can only pinpoint stuff that I remember her saying about her body around me. But I don't remember it younger. I don't remember things being said. You know, I'd be like, uh, there'd be things like, "Oh, wear the pretty dress," but not about how my body looked. Right. Which is. I mean, maybe I just have a terrible memory. <laughs> no, or maybe she was just a super yeah, yeah, just supportive. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love my mom. My mom is amazing. Of course. But she, um, yeah, instilled a really nice relationship with food in me as well. And there was never, um, you know, because I did say that I was a chubby child, and I really was. Like, if you saw photos of me, like it was chubby, and and in a happy way. And I don't yeah. remember being commented on with that. Maybe I was commented on by my grandparents but not enough for it to, to bother me, especially mm. if I had my mother as a protector going like, oh, it's fine. Do you know? Right. Then I'd be like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I would right. listen to her, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I have, yeah, really, really lucky. I'm yeah. realizing how blessed I was yeah. through this uh-huh. interview. <laughs> so then, okay, so then you're saying that like later things kind of came up. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of body issues 
uh, way later in life, actually. And I wonder if they, they were a build-up, maybe, of things that I wasn't paying attention to. But then at the same time, I don't think so. I think mm. there was stuff happening in my late teens, early 20s. There was stuff happening with my mental health a lot then. Um, I've been an anxious person. I mean, it's it's not helpful to label yourself like mm. that. It's like, I'm an anxious person. I've had a tendency towards anxiety my whole life. And um, I've been recently, since 2018, I've been in therapy uh, weekly, uh, quite intensive for things that have happened, that happened in 2018. Mm. And uh, that's just been life-changing to actually just face the stuff because I'm starting to realize that I can kind of choose my own disposition. I've also been working with a, a nutritional functional therapist who has uh, changed the way I eat and has also been healing my gut because I have actually have a lot of gut issues that was affecting my mental health because the mm. gut and the brain are related. So it's kind of all coming to a head at this point in my life where I'm like, I can heal myself if I have enough information and, and if mm. I have the right people who care and um who who and who and who I feel safe around as well. Yeah. So through all of this time of like looking at my food in a very healthy kind of healing way and looking at my past and my mental health in a very healthy and healing way, I've been noticing that I have a ton of body issues that I did, wasn't realizing were happening for mm. me until, you know, it until it got too intense, you know. And actually, like I, so I was in a four-year relationship from about twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. and um, that uh, when I became single from that relationship, my body issues went through the roof. I I was like, oh, now there's not someone around to love me, no matter right. what. So I must look perfect. I really noticed those thoughts. I must look perfect to get the next person, exactly to get the next person, or to like show that I'm doing fine or I'm doing well. And that was a huge. I really know. I that was the first time I sincerely noticed like daily, hourly thoughts about my body. Okay. And because I was like, I um, you know, you don't let like what does let yourself go mean? But like you gain weight in a relationship, maybe, and and we were comfortable together and. You know, and then you look a particular way and then you're single and you're like, do I, I do, do I need to look this way? Or maybe I should be looking another way because I don't know what this next person will want from me. All of these yeah. things. And you're like, well, what about what I want from the next right. person? Or what about what I want for myself and my own yes. body? But like, yes. So that was really rough. I, I was very hard on myself when I became single. Um, mm. And yeah, uh, and, and I noticed, I noticed all those things. Yeah, I think going from like having that unconditional love with that from that person and then yeah, if that is just taken away or goes away, you're kind of like left. Yeah. And you're like, well maybe I'm not I don't know, I could probably turn into thoughts of like, am I lovable, like how oh, I totally, am? Totally, totally. Yeah. And and uh, so I had a that sometimes I think this is too um what's the word? Dramatic a phrase, but it's true. I had a mental breakdown in twenty eighteen and that was a mm a culmination of thoughts like that thoughts of not good enough I'm not good enough I need to look a certain way I need to be a certain way I need to dance a certain way I need to be at a certain point in my career yeah I need to be um nice enough you know like I think um may I'm I don't like those generalizing comments but I feel women have a have a Mm-mm. no I know men who have a people pleasing thing as well sure but women generally have a perfect thing like I need to be perfect and I need to yes and I, there was a lot of that going on for me and a lot of stuff from my childhood as well that didn't have anything to do with my body but just had to do with like relationships in my family and stuff yeah uh, that were coming up and it just all came to a head and like and your body carries 
all of that like so I I I only started having like I, my body needs to look a certain way when I became single and there was a little bit of that in my dance training but it was because my teachers were very kind uh, I it wasn't pervasive it wasn't mm. too nasty but then when I was having nasty thoughts about myself then I would bring up like oh, I'm in dance class and I don't look like that other dancer and right. they're brilliant and if I looked like them I could be as brilliant as them and just right. like false stories you're telling yourself in the yeah that happened yeah. in my masters I had a, I had a, the masters uh, I did a masters in contemporary dance in UL and that masters was one of the best choices I'd ever made however I spent three months of it having really bad panic attacks and but at the start of it um, at the start yeah I didn't have the coping skills I actually went back into an MA after three years of not being in education and I realized that I had no coping skills for stress and right. and I was my own worst enemy as well. Uh, so how can you fight against yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not about fighting against yourself. I learned it's about actually coming closer to yourself and have giving yourself a big hug and being like, hey, you're actually in a lot of pain. Do you want to sit down and like, yeah. breathe for a second? But meditation really helped me with that. I actually didn't go to counseling, went for the panic attacks. I started meditating and I've been meditating for four years now since I meditate oh most days. And it's really, it completely cured my panic attacks. I'm not saying that anyone who's listening to this, if they have panic attacks to just meditate, but sure. they were just a really great place for me because panic attacks were just um, rising to a point of, I couldn't control my thoughts. I couldn't control my body. And then I would just go into a complete fight or flight response. And I had proper like, because panic attacks manifest differently in different people. Mine were the proper like sit in a corner and rock and cry and just yeah. can't and just wait until you kind of don't feel like dying again. And, but uh, through meditation, I actually learned that I was having really awful thoughts about my body, mm. but they were happening so quickly that I couldn't stop them or talk to them or listen to them and I would just have a panic attack but meditation helped me like I, I couldn't even do it for five minutes when I first started I, I couldn't sit there for five minutes without feeling like I was having a, I was going to have a panic attack right but I just tried two or three minutes of just breathing in silence and then you know worked to to where I am now but in those two or three minutes I would notice I had the worst thoughts about myself I was like you're so fat you can't do this you're a terrible dancer wow. you're a terrible dancer you're a terrible dancer and I, I wonder, I don't think that comes straight from, you know, as we've explored already, that I had a pretty okay upbringing around my body. Right. But I think other thoughts, like, about yourself can then just transfer to your body. Because I didn't, I didn't really like myself. Ah. And maybe I, and, th and that would just include my body. It was just another thing you exactly, could not, not yeah. like about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It was just another thing I, like, let's just not like my body also, right. you know, because okay. I didn't like myself. I see. And I was like, oh, well, if I don't like myself, how, you know, your body is going to totally be a part of that. Right. And then you're seeing these beautiful dancers in your masters with you and you're in the same room with these incredible people all the time. And you're like, I don't move like that. Or that choreographer didn't choose me so that must mean I'm terrible and it just it's a vicious cycle right. it's really awful and then I would just um collapse in on myself with these panic attacks and then I managed to just go and have a little chat with myself the anxiety never went away but the panic attacks did which was you know yeah. a victory right uh, yeah yeah so those are kind of those would be the biggest most intense moments about my body I I remember yeah. I, so I would have been about 25, 26. Now, did you feel like that was like blocking your creativity as well or no? Totally. Yeah. Like when I um, would try to make things, 
I couldn't. You just judge everything you were about to start doing. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I can't do that because I've seen that done before. I can't do that because I can't do it. Like, my body physically can't do it. Right. Or I can't do that because I don't look as good. Or oh, It's just so interrupting. Yeah, there's no flow. When you're like that, there's no flow in your life because you just have a whole bunch of dagger, like, painful thoughts attacking you all the time yeah like it's a miracle that you can get things done like this is what this is what I'm realizing now um kind of at a different point in my life where I feel a lot more healed is that like um people need to be much kinder to themselves when they're going through stuff like that because you are literally doing your best like it's so difficult for you and it's actually not your fault you think it's your fault mm. it's not your fault you just you're you're you've gotten to a point that you couldn't catch you couldn't you couldn't notice that you were getting mm. yourself into such a frenzy or into such a depression or to such a numb place you didn't notice the signs and it's not your fault that you didn't notice the signs right and then so then when you're in this really dark place you're literally doing your best it's actually every day that you can maybe fight off a panic attack or or work on you know making something or doing something or you know do a bit of work it's or opening up a little bit to someone like small victories or saying the thing yeah yeah Yeah. i actually had a teacher in my master's who i was having daily panic attacks like i had to talk to my course directors about like i'm going through some stuff and i'm really sorry if i can't like be there with you in class like i may just have to leave the room or sit down and stuff like that I had a teacher who then, I, like, she understood this. I talked to her about this. But then in my grading, she kind of went at me. She just kind of tore me <laughs> tore me apart. She didn't tear me apart, but she was like, Rachel didn't do as well as she should have done. And she didn't, um, you know, she was leaving the class and blah, blah, blah. And she didn't engage the way she was supposed to. And she kept sitting down and stuff like that. And I was like, and, and she didn't speak to me about this directly. Right. My course director told me this. Now, my course director was wonderful and didn't... Um, didn't what's the word hold it against you. oh no. hold it against me at yeah. all and she was just like yeah we can talk about it. she was like we can talk about that if we have the time but I just want to talk about your general semester so she was amazing but I remember and and because of that protection again that kind of motherly yeah like protection of like it's it's okay because you were going through this or right. it's okay then I, I didn't take that to heart but it's kind of stuck with me a little bit that I'm like you knew what I was going through. Yeah. And you and she also related to me in her own life about things she'd been through. And yet it still wasn't good enough. You know, my uh, like fair enough if my grading has to go down because I genuinely wasn't engaging in the sure. material. I understand that. I'm willing to take that risk. But to to kind of be like, oh, it's not it's not good enough that you were having mental health issues and kind of like Hang on a second now. <laughs> Whereas if we think about it, like if you had had a physical, if you had broken your leg, a physical health issue yes, and you couldn't yeah. have, I don't know. I mean, it's you don't know. To think about. Yeah. You don't know how people would react in each way. Maybe she would have been equally annoyed. Yeah, true. You don't know. But, but I, I think it very easily could have gone down if you didn't have your course director kind of like protecting you. Like you said, true. it could have gone down like, a, you know, you could have turned into a lot of shame and been like, well, I'm wrong. You know, I'm. I need to be fixed. I'm there's something wrong with me going yeah, through yeah. rather than I'm just suffering with Yeah, this, I should but... have been stronger. I should have just pushed through. I should have just forced myself to dance right. and all these things. And yeah. only now am I like that I'm I'm I literally have kind of adopted a new way of trying to adopt a new way of thinking in my life now where I'm like, I'm just gonna stop trying. I'm just going to stop pushing myself and see what happens because it's not as if we all become lazy people the second we stop trying. It's actually like if you just stop forcing yourself and pushing yourself into these places that make you uncomfortable, what else would you be doing? And actually you'd be doing things that have more flow and more creativity 
And like, like yesterday I saw, I was so tired and I was just lying there being like, I'm really tired, but I actually feel like filming something. I'm just going to huh. film something. I'm just going to see. And, I, and in 20 minutes time, I may not want to do this. So I'll just stop, but I'll just see. And I ended up filming two things in a row and I loved it. And then I was like, I'm going to make myself some dinner. This has been really nice. And I'm not going to try. I'm not going to push myself. I'm just going to yeah. see what I want to do. And I know this is kind of, maybe that's very controversial because there are things that need to get done. There are sure. deadlines we all have. There are things that need to get done. But what if we just kind of opened the space around ourselves a little bit and was like, I'm just going to try and stop trying. Because mm. I, I, th- this is something that I would like to do for myself in my own life because looking back at my life, I've just tried to be so much for other people. I've tried to be so much for myself and for other people and I'm kind of sick of it and I just want to have a little social experiment where I'm like, what if I stopped? <laughs> what if I stopped doing that? What would happen? And first of all, the world doesn't collapse in on itself. Like, sh- right. like your stuff still gets done. Yeah. Um, and you also have time to read a book and to right. have a cup of tea and like... To see friends. Yeah. I don't know. This is my own thing that I'm going through at the moment. And, and I really like it. And, and so, I, I would mm. offer it as a thing other people can maybe work on doing. Like, not work. Not work on doing. <laughs> not work on doing. Just try to be a little bit more. Okay. I wonder. Mm, yeah, I like that. I'm just trying to think of, like, practically how people would do that. Or, like, I feel like it would involve a lot of boundaries. Like, telling people, no, I can't do that. Like, that's really... So you're trying to get away from the people-pleasing, right? Is that part of it? Yes. And also and, trying to uh, yes. listen to yourself yes. what you want to do? And actually, more than ever, I'm trying to get rid of the shoulds in my head. Okay. So there's a lot of, I should be in the studio right now dancing. Okay. I should be answering my emails. I should answer that person. I should okay. edit. I should... because I'm um, feeling guilt about... Yeah, I'm feeling I'm... so much guilt and shaming myself going, you could be more than yeah. what you are right now. Right. So that's... It's a response to that. I see. So if you're not going through that, then maybe it's fine. Right. But if there's a ton of shoulds, like sometimes I actually see them like floating around my head and yeah. being like, there's so many shoulds around me today. Um, and I'm trying to be like, how can I respond to that in a way, in without feeling guilty? It, I think you win. I think you win if you don't feel guilty about doing the stuff that you're doing in your life. Right. Like if you don't feel guilty about sitting, you know, and reading your book for half an hour, if you don't feel guilty about watching TV and, and um, knowing that it's nourishing like if it's procrastinating if it's like avoiding something that's fair maybe you need to have a look at that maybe you need to be like right okay what am i scared of that i'm just i can't stop watching right. tv you know and this you know we all sure yeah but the boundaries are really important it's almost boundaries for yourself of like yeah boundaries are dead on like putting boundaries for emails emails drive me insane the stress of emails drive me insane so i've started <laughs> only answering my emails on mondays and thursdays right and that's really helped me actually. But people try and weasel in and they try and Facebook you going, I sent you an email. Can you answer it? Right. I sent you a, and send me a WhatsApp going, I sent you an email and I see that, you know, they got my response. They didn't, they right. don't talk about how they got my response. They don't say, oh, I noticed you're doing a quiet inbox thing, but they go, I sent you an email just to let you know. And then you're like, get out of my life. Like, get, <laughs> I literally right. put up this boundary and you can't handle that I have this boundary for you. Yeah. Um, because you probably don't have enough boundaries in your own life. So you can't right. respect mine. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to put up a couple more going, I'm not going to reply to this WhatsApp message. People right. make it hard for you. like Because I, I'm surrounded by other freelancers. I'm surrounded by other people who are literally working at any hour. Yeah. That it's like, well, you should be working at any hour as well. They're not saying that to me, but there's a little... Yeah. This has turned into like um, productivity podcast rather yeah, than yeah, the body yeah. podcast. No, no, but it's like, okay. 
so um, we'll just bring it back to the body. And we were just talking about there earlier about comments that are made. And I, if you guys listen to the first episode, <laughs> I talked about comments that were made to my mom. I don't know if you yes, listened to it. Yes. To my mom about me. And, and me, then, of course, I listened yeah. to it. <laughs> and then my mom, like, told me about them. And I think at the time, I was like, oh, okay. And then it kind of hits me later. I'm like, why? Right. What's the point in commenting? And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so what's your experience been with that? I've had, so, like, as we've previously explored, I've actually had pretty, um, what's the word, pretty positive and kind of nourishing experience of my body in young life and even in college which is just mad and also I'm so I know how super blessed I am for that because like in dance it's usually really not cool yeah. <laughs> of people just commenting about your body all the time however after in my professional life when I started making my own work when I started putting myself out there I have a YouTube channel and I make my own choreography and things like that I mean the stuff people have said to me that that is wrapped up in a bow of like a compliment. Oh, backhanded. Yeah, it's not even a backhanded compliment. It's like they're, they're pleasantly surprised at you. And I'm like, why are you even surprised? Like, stop, you know. And, and maybe it's obviously coming from the context that they're from. But, uh, but and then YouTube comments are just horrific. Like, right. uh, when, uh, like if they don't like you. Uh, like a lot of, it's actually been fine recently. But when I first started on YouTube, it was really nasty. Um, like I've been called a pig online and especially because like if you're like if you know um the most popular dance channels online are um huge studios of people who are in like Jennifer Lopez music videos and stuff like that so if you are a dance fan and you watch the most popular dance studios you're used to a certain body type being online right and I am not I've never wanted to be Jennifer Lopez's backing dancer I've never wanted to I mean when I was like 16 I wanted to be Beyonce's dancer <laughs> you know and then that changed for me so that it's I don't have the same I don't have the same expectations of my body as commercial, you know, life does. And I've actually chosen that on purpose because I don't want to go through those stressors. Yeah. I'm like, it's not worth it. I can still have a lovely dancing life, like yeah. here in Limerick in Ireland, you know. Um, but yeah, then I, I made a solo that I did a couple of times. Uh, it came from my second semester in college and then I performed it a couple of times then after college, after my master's, and I had, like, and they meant it really well, but I was like, why did you say that? What was the point of saying that? Was uh, very much like, um, oh, it's very interesting. I never thought that you could move that way from the way that you looked. Jeez. <laughs> like, it's so wonderful to see you move that way because I just wouldn't have been able, I wouldn't have guessed. And I'm like, thanks. thanks. People must know how that comes across, though. Like... Do you think that those people honestly were like, man, I'm really giving Rachel a compliment right now? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, are people that oblivious that like, well, if I, you have to look at the whole context, you have to look at holistically. You can't like get super angry because these people who said it to me, they really are on my side. Right. They really are, but they were speaking from their own projections, like completely from their own projections yeah. because I know where both of them came. So it was a woman who said it and then a man who said it okay. in a similar vein. And there's, there's a part in my solo where I, I sit on the floor and I'm, I wear Cookie Monster pajamas and I wear my nerdy glasses in this solo. And I walk on my fingers as if I'm there, I'm on high heels. And then that kind of translates through my whole body and I'm kind of coy and like, over dramatically sexy and stuff and and then that this woman was said something like I I it's very um yeah that particularly 
watching that, watching you do that with your body gave it a particular context because of the, you know, because you're so curvy and I'm just not used to seeing your body and it's not a typical body type in dance is what she said. And I was like, whoa, I was like, I didn't, I didn't, that's not what I was trying to say. I like, fair enough, you, you need to take what you take from art, but I was like, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff being said to me all at once that I'm like, suddenly I'm brought out of my own body actually when you tell me things like that. And I'm like, suddenly I'm looking at myself through your eyes. Why would I want to be looking at myself through your eyes? I want to be experiencing myself myself. But so, but then I'm like, uh, it's just it bothers me because I it reminds me that I'm atypical, and and then I'm like, okay, is that helpful? Is it is it helpful to remind me that I'm atypical, or that I'm different? And I don't think it is helpful, but maybe it is helpful. I don't know. Um, it it was it it stuck with me as like, a, oh, okay, so you're looking at you're looking at my body through this lens, and yeah. so how can I ever how can I ever um, come to your standard how can be I ever enough. meet yours yeah how can I ever be enough because yeah. because you're expecting this tiny you know flat chested flat bummed kind of right. body and I'm just never going to be that um, and then so then um, being a little bit sexy means more because of the way that I look like because I'm curvy it's just it was really mad like it was very um, yeah. it got me all like even thinking about it now I'm like ah oh, this is not nice it's not nice as if there's only one like idea of sexy and what that is and like what's attractive is that kind of what I don't that what know I don't know it's hard to say it's hard to say um, and, and as well like I'm fully putting up my hands and going I could be taking it a very particular way as well but um, sure. instead of coming up to me and talking about my solo and about like there's things that you can say that don't have anything to do with the body you absolutely. know absolutely um, and that's not just in dance as well. That's what frustrates me about, especially with little girls when people come up and they're always like, oh, you look so cute. Aren't you so pretty? I'm mm. like, you know, like just stop. Like, like there's so many things that little girls could learn. I get really worked up about mm. this. Like we learned that growing up that like, oh, I look pretty. Like that's my value yeah, as like yeah, a woman. Yeah, not, I'm going to be rewarded for that. As yeah, well. yeah. And like, I know I'm taking it a bit far, but still it's like, there's so many other things we could be saying to people about the, you know, how talented you are, the work you put in, the thought you put in, the choreography that you put in to this, rather than like, like just leave the body out of it. Although I know it's But then dance. we're dancers, <laughs> exactly. So I it's know. Like, and I will put up my hands and say as well, they said many other things about sure. my solo, but this stuck out to me. Right. Of like they were, and then this man as well, uh, in, a different, in a totally different like county in Ireland, said um, a similar thing of like when I look at you I don't think you're I don't believe you're able to dance like that and then you do and it's amazing and I'm like okay you're giving me a compliment you actually are saying that it's amazing when you watch me move because you don't think I'm able to move like that but then I'm like I know I live in this thing I know what I can do and it makes me sad that when you see a body type like mine you don't think it's able to do a certain thing you think it's less capable and that's just what bothers me however they did say lovely things right (laughs) right Sure. So, so we we really need to take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt, and that sure. you, you do get sensitive because it's your body, and and that's right. and that's what we've walked into is dance. Like you're going to get commented on. You are. Yeah. But how can we do it in a? I don't think it's helpful what they said to me, and how can we do it in a more kind of? I I think if they had packaged it almost differently, if they've been like, I, I am aware that I see the body in a certain way. So when I saw your solo. Mm. when I saw your solo I was so aware that you have a different body to the bodies that I'm used to seeing and it was maybe a joy 
to see like you do the things that you maybe right. I mean but you would then, prefer that they just don't mention it at all right yeah, I would have preferred that they didn't mention <laughs> right. it at all yeah. but right I just like I think this can happen a lot though with like anyone who's yeah like you said atypical a little bit different or like I think of like I don't know a woman who maybe is in like a maybe a CEO or at some business meeting and she's like very you know how men are often stereotypical, like more assertive, more mm, aggressive, and mm. women are more passive. Obviously, that's not always true, but that's mm. the stereotype. So there's a woman who like speaks her mind and is very confident and assertive. I'm just picturing this in a business meeting. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I didn't expect that from you as a woman. And like kind of the same thing, like, oh, you had these low expectations or like kind of similar with you. Like, oh, I didn't think you could move that way, but oh, great that you did or something. Yeah. Or like, yeah, great that you did. Well done you. Right. Like, it's so bizarre. Right. It just implies that like, yeah, they have different expectations. You. Yeah. They have different standards for you because of the way that you look. Oh, That's yeah. what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Right. I am aware that it, it was not intended that way at all. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but um, when you live in a body like mine, like I've actually had the worst, and even the, even a couple of weeks ago, I noticed I was having this thought about my body as well. Cause like, it's, I've, I've said this to you already, like off, like off podcast, but <laughs> that it's, it's really interesting how people don't see the people that you're talking to. Um, and we get to describe our bodies the way that we get to describe our bodies. Right. And it's like, and w- whatever that means, you know, tr- truth is kind of, in the eye of the beholder but like my body is I really genuinely take up more space than the average like dancer that I know so I'm I have more volume I just have like bigger thighs big calves big bum um but and I don't think about you that way do you, you not said the same yeah. thing to me because I yeah. was talking about myself being so tall and you're like I don't really think about you being like <laughs> yeah. super tall whereas I feel like I take up more space in that way ah, like interesting my, like I'm holding yeah. on my arms right now and I feel like I'm like touching both walls like interesting yeah. and you're like oh but I don't think about, I don't think about you like Cur- not that curvy is a bad thing, but I don't think about you in that way. I just think about you as like a strong dancer. And like, wow. honestly though, like I'm not like, oh, Rachel's thighs. I've never thought about your thighs. Like I've never, like, <laughs> you've never awesome. thought about my thighs. Sorry, I'm thinking How about dare you. <laughs> I'm thinking about them now. They're lovely. No, but, but then, I, and yeah, it's really interesting because then, so then we can kind of move into a little bit more. I'm straight and um, for the most part, I'm straight. And I am um, being with men, this body type, has it's never been said overtly but it's kind of sexualized and a bit fetishized in the sense of I have a big bum and a curvy back and like I have a particular way that I'm I am actually a body type for some men that I have been with right and so and sometimes it's gotten so self-loathing in myself that I've I actually consider sometimes I consider my I would use the word vulgar to describe my body that it's too curvy it's too Jessica Rabbit it's too able to be fetishized Okay. And that's, that's, those are on the bad days where I'm like, I, my body is too much. It's too sexy. Cause I, I think being sexual is a very important part of being a woman and a person. Yeah. But, um, I'm also cute and like, I'm smart and I'm strong and I'm brave. And there's all these other things that I would describe myself as, but because you see my body first, sometimes I dress in a particular way that I'm like, I just don't want to show like how curvy I am yeah. today. Cause I... Because that's a thing. That, that That is a part of my experience living in this body. I love my body and it's right. taken me a long time to get here. But on bad days, I'm like, oh no, it's too much. I'm too... I would, and, and I'm like, that's awful that you would use vulgar to describe your own body. Like it's too 
sexy. It's too much. Yeah. Fun. Now, do you think that this is like the feminist coming out? Do you think mm. that's coming from a lot of like, you don't want unwanted attention. You don't want catcalling. You don't want like men objectifying you sort of thing. You're like, I just want to be kind of unnoticed today. So I'm going to wear like looser clothes. I don't want people like staring at my mm. body as much or not even necessarily a feminist thing, but just people paying attention. Cause I feel like that way sometimes. I'm mm. like, I don't want people I mean, I can't hide how tall I am, but there's like, you know, you can wear looser clothing and you're like, I just don't want people to be like looking at me today. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I have those thoughts. No. Um, I, cause I'm really cat called. Um, actually, I don't have a lot of experience of that. Or... It's not as common in Ireland. To be yeah, fair. it's not as common yeah. in Ireland either. But, um, I don't, I, it's actually just usually, because I, I wear baggy clothes and I wear tracksuits anyway, I'm really comfortable in that. And yeah. it's actually not a choice. It's a comfort choice. It's like I feel really comfy and nice in okay. these clothes. It's not a, oh, I'm hiding. Gonna, yeah, it's not hiding. Right. It's never been that. Okay. But it's when I'm in um, positions of being intimate with other people that I'm okay. like, suddenly I'm so aware, especially if I don't trust the man that I'm with, I'm so aware of how I look and how I can be just construed as this really sexy, curvy woman rather than someone he wants to connect with. And sometimes I get really annoyed at my body that ah. it looks a particular way. And then I become intimate with someone. And I'm like, I, I want you to know that you're, I want you to know that you're doing these things with me, Rachel, not this like unreal, like a uh, body that you can fetishize. And you know, cause like a big bum is a favorite thing for men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I can't believe we're going down this route, but like, <laughs> no, but it's about objectifying. Like, yeah. make, I know that sounds like an intense I, okay, word, but that's Okay. What it then is. I can very clearly say I have most certainly been objectified okay. for the body yeah. that I have been in. Yeah. Right. That I am in. <laughs> right. And yet I saw this, um, I don't know if you know Evan Rachel Woods. Do you know that actor? Yes. Yeah. She's in Westworld. And across the universe. She's yeah. In oh, she's yeah. in Across the Universe. Mm. So she had this beautiful interview where she was talking about her own body. And she was saying that she has quite kind of broad and she would put, use the word masculine shoulders. Mm. And she has this kind of flat chest and this kind of very, you know, she has a very particular body that she's kind of hated for a long time and she's come to love. And she's like, because this body that I'm in is actually a perfect expression of the person I am inside. She was like, I really think there's a, there's a, there's a mix of everything here. There's a bit of a boy. There's a bit of a girl. There's a bit of a, you know, ethereal elf person. Do you know, like there's like just this, all of this mix, mishmash. And she was like, I think my body perfectly expresses who, and maybe it, it happened like chicken and egg situation. Right. And when she said that, I was like, I fully feel that way about my body. Huh. My body is like short and strong and kind of high energy, but also super sexy and like, you know, can do so. And I was like, I would love to think of my body more like that. I think cool. it's just this, like, it's a bit of everything. It really expresses how I am, but we live in a society that kind of looks at it in a 2d way. Right. And I would very much like, that's kind of my practice, almost my teaching practice and my perform. I mean, I don't make work about how like, look at the body, but I'm just right. so obsessed with like, how about we look at ourselves in all of the amazingness we can be and all the flaws as well and all the pain and all the suffering. And that's, but I was it's... actually going to get to that speaking about the teaching and stuff because mm. you run a youth dance company, in ah! Limerick, which is amazing. And you also teach your own classes, I know. So I was wondering like, yeah, especially with the youth, because again, mm. they're in a more vulnerable age or just, mm. they're just younger. I was wondering if there's, whether it's subtle or subconscious or conscious that you like try to teach them things about mm. their bodies I think that could be really interesting. I think it's very we don't I I don't want to talk about it too much we don't talk right. about it overtly because I can feel and tell and I know them well enough now that they have a lot of stuff they're carrying and, sure and I am not responsible for taking away their pain yeah but I am responsible for them feeling safe that's just my ultimate thing is like yes. when you are in the studio you feel safe I love that they the uh, costuming has been tough um, uh, because of of um, 
individuals body issues and stuff yeah and that's a, that's a different challenge every time sure um and and I don't know if I've got it right and you know and you know and it's their journey mm. but oh my god like when I am so obsessed with them feeling good enough like yeah. I've actually and I have said that overtly I'm like in this space you are we're supposed to be uncomfortable that I'm really it's really important to me is that you have to be uncomfortable because that's when you grow but I never want you to feel unsafe like there's a difference between feeling unsafe and uncomfortable yes so um we're uncomfortable in this room and you're going to be comfortable with being being uncomfortable and that mm. will take time but you have to be you know that's our thing but just because we want to grow here doesn't mean that you aren't good enough from the get-go like you walk in here and you're wonderful and perfect and flawed and amazing and I want that vulnerability and then and then we'll just grow from there and and so I noticed how they dressed um changed over time and that you can just see how they're enjoying just dressing their body I just think dance is so amazing for teaching young people that like you are not um, you are not something to be put on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. This is a whole incredible experience that you get to enjoy. You get to enjoy. You get to decide what you do with your body. Dance helps you ha- t- helps you choose because I don't think there's a lot of choice unless you really think about like like if they dance or if someone does sport or or like does something with their body that has nothing to do with sex essentially mm-hmm. then you get more choice on what your body is to you suddenly it's like oh, it's a thing that I can push and challenge and sweat and feel yeah. ugly and puffy and red and still feel so fulfilled and satisfied in yeah. and like and and as well we don't use the word consent in the room but we talk about like if you are not comfortable with someone being that close to you if you just don't want to do this right now if you just want to sit down like I'm going to I'm going to push you in your own way but you know you have to tell me that it's okay to be like no I'm not doing that I don't want to do that that's really important to me as well now we may have a conversation about like okay why don't you want to do that what would be easier for you how can I support you in moving forward because we have to dance together but it's so important that they feel to, that they can say, no, I'm not, I know, I don't want to do that. And then we can have a chat about it because I don't remember having that in my dance training. You just had to do everything. Right. And the choreographer is king and the teacher is king. And you're just a canvas. You're just this blank canvas yeah. that you do things for other people. And while dance is an incredible art form, the culture of it, I have so many questions about like, hmm. how are you just this vapid body that moves it's just with no I'm autonomy so or, that. Yeah, yeah with no autonomy exactly I yeah I mean I've been in a few of your like beginner classes and you definitely create that space you're intentional about it and also just like being friends with you and being in a group of friends mm. with you you also help create that like safe space and I think mm. that's something people can like learn and like I don't know not just in dance but like creating that space around the, like your loved ones and being like making sure they feel comfortable to like yeah, be uncomfortable, or, like share things with you and I don't know. And I think it's so simple. It's so simple, but we don't do it. Like, so... Uh, Teach us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. It's I've learned through serious pain and suffering yeah. and serious like having a look at myself and looking at my worst demons and being like, I... I I, I refuse. Because I, basically if you... So even something really simple like... Um, so we have picnic Wednesdays and we meet up every Wednesday outdoors social distancing and we um, and we uh, even just it's so simple to be like if you don't want to come you don't have to come and there is yeah. no there is literally no pressure sure and then when you're here if you're in a bad mood you don't have to talk and there won't yeah. be like this weird awkwardness of like come on I cheer up like there's none of yeah. that I'm just not about that I hate that yeah and 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 I think then suddenly people just kind of relax 
and there yeah. and there's no pressure and it's so simple but we don't realize that it all it takes is just this little like you know you don't have to say anything and then people are like oh, and then suddenly they start talking usually actually suddenly you're like thanks because actually I've been feeling like yeah. blah 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 you know it's really weird when you just kind of back away a little bit from someone yeah because I've just I've lived a whole life of um feeling I need to be a certain way and I'm so sick of that I'm just yeah. so sick of it and it's a it's a daily practice and it, and it comes up for me every day where I'm like I feel like I should but then we also have power we have I'm a firm believer of choice that's my little that's my little um, mantra and my saying is you are who you choose to be and I and I know it's a sound bite and it's a lot more complicated than that but I really believe we have choice and um it takes a lot of guts you know when you when you're faced with something you don't like and that really infringes upon your boundaries and we all know that feeling we know that feeling where suddenly you're like ooh like I feel not nice right yeah. now because something something made me feel super not okay. Yeah. And then and then what happens is if you don't address that and if you don't stand up for yourself and it's not even about confrontation. It's not even about like I'm going to tell him that blah, blah blah. It's just about going. I I'm not gonna st- I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm yeah. not gonna stand for that. I'm just gonna go over here and not engage with that thing that just happened or just be like. I am not okay with this. I'm just gonna... I don't know. It's really hard to explain because every unique situation is unique and different. Sure. But it's super possible to feel powerful. I think that's really important to, for people to know. It's so yeah. possible because when you when you allow... We just chip away at ourselves. It chips away and you yeah. don't feel... You feel fine at first and you're like no I don't need to say anything or I don't need to um, I don't want to go to that event but I'll go anyway because should should shoulds I should 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 yeah. and then if you do that for years and years you end up feeling tiny and small yeah, and, and stupid you're like, I didn't do anything I wanted to do I exactly. just did exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. you're so deserving of just cuz cuz it's not as if you're going to hurt other people you're just going to not go to the thing. <laughs> like, right. Or you're just going to not, like, not wear the thing. I don't know. And it's, people probably won't care as much as you think they, they would. They really don't care as much as like you think Like, this person didn't to. come to the party. It's like, you're not that important. Unless it's, like, your party. Exactly. Like, if it's your birthday party, <laughs> you should probably go, like, if you can. But you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think we think more about our actions maybe other people and, it, like, and it's and it's also not very black and white like say if you didn't if yeah. you suddenly didn't want to go to your own birthday party but you kind of have to because it's your birthday party you can turn up at the birthday party and go i'm not feeling too good can yeah. we just chill I, it would really help me if i just had tea actually and i didn't drink like is that okay and everyone's yeah. just gonna be like yeah that's grand and then yeah. suddenly you can i think we can create things for ourselves in ways that we don't really think about that makes us feel nice that's a terrible way to end that but like I hope I I hope people know what I mean (laughs) no you're very good I'm realizing now how good at that you are you're like this is how I am today and this is how I'd like like to be kind of right not treated but sort of like you know I'm feeling kind of down today like maybe we can just like chill right like I'm feeling really high energy if you guys are up for it like let's go out and like go dancing or whatever like you're very good about that so and I haven't been I've never been I was never good at saying what I wanted because I didn't think I was deserving of what I wanted right and suddenly I'm like maybe I am deserving (laughs) of what I want yeah yeah maybe perhaps and so I try it out it's like uh, yeah this is another thing if people are interested in doing this like just tiny tiny steps in their own lives always start around people you feel safe don't go be don't go off to somebody who like you really have a, a relationship issue with right. and try and like get everything you want from them. Right. Just start with people who make you feel safe and who love you and then you're like 
I don't feel very I haven't been feeling very good the last few days yeah um, and I'd actually really like if we didn't talk for a couple of days because I just really need that space yeah and then usually if they love you they're like oh yeah yeah that's fine sorry to hear that and like right. do you know do you need anything right and people are class when you give them the chance to be class yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah I love that Rach thank you for sharing all that thank you have you. such nice insight um I have a few rapid fire questions okay so what is the best or your favorite thing that your body allows you to do Ooh. I probably know this answer but oh first thing that comes to mind dance okay dance, yeah that's yeah. what I figured dance. what is your favorite dance move <laughs> it's hard you have to describe it or just say the name of it or uh my favorite dance move what am I doing a lot at the moment a bit of belly dancing I do a lot of stuff with my hips Sick. at the moment and I do a lot of kind of ripples and like grooves and things really cool. simple stuff that when I love a beat I just end up doing the same do you know the Dougie do you know that yeah that, yeah I do a lot of the Dougie like from the song teach me how to Dougie yes and then yeah. this belly dancing thing where your hips go side to side that I learned like years ago and I'm like loving that move <laughs> I did not know that okay okay what is your favorite tv show now and or of all time like what are you into now excellent question it is threefold because in my opinion these are perfect pieces of television um avatar the last airbender which is an animated show and it's about magical powers and i'm obsessed with magic i, I have magical powers emily i don't, I don't think you knew i know this. oh i know uh, yeah at uh, fleabag with phoebe waller bridge if anyone like wants dark comedy and like real life amazingness at the same time, flea bag, and um, I know the last one. normal people, yeah. normal people, yeah. kind of changed my life recently. Yeah, what a show! It's incredible, and it yeah. actually like hit me. It really hit me. It's gonna yeah. stay with me forever. I think. Yeah. Okay. Threefold. Okay. If you could travel anywhere tomorrow with money not being a factor, obviously, mm. where would you go? Somewhere you've been or haven't been. Somewhere I've been, I'd go back to South Korea. Yeah, yeah. but I'd love to go to Bali. I've always wanted to go oh, to Bali as well. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, last one. What would your perfect day look like? Just give like a few things mm. that you would do in your perfect day. I, oh, I would have a long meditation after waking up without an alarm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd read. I'm reading Man's Search for Meaning at the moment. Mm. I would read with a cup of tea. Lovely. Um, I'd eat lots of really good food. Yeah. Yeah, I'd eat a lot. That would be a good day. Um... I would I, if so my best friends live all over the world um, and I would have them all yeah, there in one place that would be a perfect day and we'd have a little cake tea and maybe gin party and we would dance together Aww. and I would be out in nature as well at some point I love that yeah yeah. That's so simple and yeah. like, no, but in a really nice way. Like, yeah. like, I need to go skydiving and then like all these like, you know, you're just like, no. I want the people I love there and do something simple. Yeah. I, um, there's so much joy in just every day, I think. And you can, ac- I've learned I can access it very easily. When you just get out of your own way. You just have That's to get it. out of your own way. Oh my God, Rachel. I like, I it was such a lovely interview. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for being here. We covered so much. We didn't follow anything so that I was much. trying to, yeah, but yeah. it was perfect. Oh, you're such a wonderful, as I, you know this already, but you're such a wonderful listener and thank you for like this interview. Of it's course. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll just have you, um, plug whatever you want to like talk yeah. about your, I know you're on YouTube and you can just say whatever you, yeah, so where people I can have, find you. Yeah. I have an Instagram, a Facebook and a YouTube channel called Riki Like Magic. So it's R-I-K-I like magic all one word 
and I teach in Limerick. I also can teach online some private classes if you're interested. Um, I have a youth dance company based in Limerick. So if you're between the ages of nine and 22, <laughs> it gets a wide range, but we kind of accept we're very flexible and you're interested, uh, you can come and have a chat with us. Now, COVID, you know, it's hard already yeah. to be together, but yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I consider myself a defender of joy. And if you're interested in um, being around someone like that, then please consider following me and watching my work. Amazing. Thank you. All right, everyone, that's all for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and a big thank you to Rachel for sharing her story. We have new episodes out every Friday. And if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Instagram at everybody's podcast. Also, if you liked what you heard, please give us a follow, share, and spread the word with your friends. It would really mean a lot. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.